This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow. This is Lynn Furrow, the founder of Summit Life Ministries. At Summit Life Ministries, our mission is to elevate, equip, and empower. If you've been watching us at all, you probably already knew that, but here we go. Elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles and faith-filled obedience. These are real mission statements and we're really practicing them. Um, I'm excited to hear more today about what we started or continue talking about yesterday about Ascension Life. Yeah. Well, Jesus is the forerunner that has gone ahead of us, and he's he's made a way for us to have access to realms that we as human beings never had access to. And John chapter 1 says that he has given us the right or the authority to be called and to become the children of God. And so as children, then, we become heirs uh, with him Mm -hmm. and joint heirs with him. And so whatever Jesus, when he received the throne and he received the kingdom, everything that he inherited, we inherit. Wow. All the authority that he possesses, because we are co-reigning with him, uh, he is delegating that authority. Now, that's quite a responsibility, and we must mature in walking in that authority, because if we're immature, we're going to try to use that power and that authority in a way that does not advance the kingdom. So I'm thankful that the Lord is not allowing me as a spiritual child or as a spiritual adolescent to be able to use it the way that in my carnal mind or in my immature understanding, I would use that. There there definitely would be some cities that no longer exist today. <laughs> we were listening to a prophetic word and, and um, the man was talking about um, the two witnesses at the end times and they could, fire would proceed out of their mouth and consume things. And he said, I know I'm not one of those two because God would not give me that kind of power because <laughs> things would be all over the place. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, the disciples had a moment where Jesus was preaching throughout Israel and in a part of the land of of Jesus's time, there was a group of people that had integrated uh, into Jewish society and they had intermarried. And those that were pure uh, bred Jewish people, pure blooded uh, Jewish people despised them because they looked at them as not authentically Jewish, and they were called the Samaritans. Mm-hmm. And so there was this, you know, tension between the Jewish people and the Samaritans. But Jesus preached the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom, to the Samaritans. Uh, just a very sweet uh, story about. How he not only goes to a Samaritan, but he goes to a a Samaritan woman that was an adulterer. Mm -hmm. And how he brings salvation to her. And and she becomes this mighty evangelist that goes back to her village. And she says, 
you know, come meet a man that's told me everything I've ever done. <laughs> a little bit of an exaggeration, but boy, Jesus <laughs> revealed the thoughts and intents of her heart, cut through all the religious mindsets that she had. And, um, and spoke a truth to her she needed to hear. Yeah, I'm trying to manage my emotions mm -hmm. because there is this statement in the Gospel of John where most of the time the Jewish people would have walked around Samaria mm -hmm. uh, to, to go because they didn't want to contaminate themselves mm -hmm. by walking through Samaria. But there is that phrase in the gospel where Jesus said, I need to go through Samaria. Uh, he wasn't doing it saying, I'm, I'm willing to go through because I don't want to walk a, a yeah. greater distance. No, there was a spiritual mission he that he was upon yeah. to bring salvation to that woman. He said, I, I must, I'm compelled to go yeah. through Samaria. And, you know, his disciples came back because they were weary from the journey and, and they went to go get lunch. They went to buy bread in the market and they come back and they offer Jesus some of the bread. And he goes, I'm not hungry. He said, I've eaten meat that you guys are unaware of. And they said, who gave you something to eat? He said, no, I'm not talking about spiritual food. As I've been on mission with God and my will has been in union and married to his, uh, there is a fulfilling mm -hmm. satisfaction from the overflow of being engaged in the will of the Father. And he goes, I don't need to eat any bread. I, I've, just, I've just been involved in something where I've seen uh, salvation mm -hmm. radically change a person's life and and I tell you what when we when we are used by God and we're involved in the will of God there is nothing more satisfying fulfilling than that so we we are wanting to talk about ascension life yeah us in a in a very practical way uh living out what that means and I I didn't finish what I was going to say they had another encounter in Samaria where one village did not respond as well as others had. And so uh, Peter, James, and John, these firebrands, uh, <laughs> zealous for the Lord, you know, sometimes we think that Jesus needs to be defended by us. Right. <laughs> We're going to fight for God because we think that people have insulted him and he can't handle it. Yeah, want to <laughs> not have his name get tarnished. And so they come back to Jesus and they said, how about we just call fire down from heaven and just torch the mm -hmm. whole place? And he said, you don't even know what spirit you're of. Mm -hmm. He said, I didn't yeah. come to destroy. I came to save. And so this authority, kingdom authority that we've been entrusted, there is a maturity that is happening. And uh, as, as we begin to grow in our understanding of it, but at the maturity to be able to use it to advance the purpose of the kingdom and not hinder the work of the kingdom. Uh, Paul said this, he said, as, as long as the heir is immature, he's treated like a servant in the house of, of the father. But it said there is a time that he's no longer under tutors and under governors but he is, becomes the heir of all things. He receives the, the full appointment of heirship. And so everything in the father's house <clears throat> is given to him. 
This life is about developing us and training us to reign. Yes. This is what we call the royalty project of God. Whereas the sons and daughters of God, we grow in faith, we mature in love because faith works by love, and we, we allow hope, eternal hope, enduring living hope mm -hmm. to be the guidance system of how we um, live out our life of love and faith. And that's why we say we want to elevate our vision because if your hope is based on um, the ups and downs of circumstances and events that happen on a day-to-day -day basis, we get so quickly um, distracted and discouraged, and, and, discouraged yeah. and disoriented. But no, our, our hope is fixed. And we've talked about that. It's a hope that's gone beyond the curtain, behind the veil, and it is in the Holy of Holies. And as long as Jesus is alive, uh, that hope fuels my heart. I know that everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I can expect and anticipate that anything could happen at any time, that we could see the intervening activity of God, the supernatural activity, and the working of the Holy Spirit to change the circumstances of our life, that we live supernatural lives, dimensions of mm -hmm. the miraculous where eternity breaks in to time and changes the natural order of things, suspends uh, natural law. Mm -hmm. and, and we see that all the time in the life of Jesus. Well, we're called to live that type of supernatural, miraculous yeah. life. We're to experience life in overflowing fullness and abundance. But we're being trained to reign, and we are in, a, in the royalty project of God to have sons and daughters that mature, that we won't use this authority in an right. immature way in which we hurt and not advance the kingdom, but we actually see the increase of his reign through his regents. And I want to be a maturing yeah. son. I know you want to be a maturing daughter that more and more love like Jesus, live like Jesus, yeah. talk like Jesus, walk like Jesus. And when we do all that, we get to do what Jesus did. Right, because it said that he <clears throat> only did what he saw the Father doing and he only said what he heard the Father saying. There was no degree of separation. There was complete unity and union <clears throat> found out of a depth of relationship. Uh, and, and the Bible says that God was able to attest. God was able to bear witness God was able to authenticate. He was able to endorse his son. Uh, John said this. That is the one that the father. Sorry. sorry. Uh, we had a hang up right there. <laughs> Watch out for those pens. Yeah. They can get hung up in your hair. <laughs> I love my wife. Hi. Quirky is a word that he likes to use. I want, I Let's want not you. digress too far. <laughs> I do want to digress. I I never get this type of opening. Very rarely do I get this type of opening. My wife is a wonderful, beautiful person that I love with all my heart. But she is quirky from time to time. And so just like that, we're trying to have this deep spiritual conversation about maturing sons and daughters of God. And she takes her pen and gets it hung in her hair. You will only see this on the Age Changer show. By the way... We're trying to become age changers. I think I might be blushing, and I hardly ever blush anymore. Uh, 
Okay, let's get back. Back to Ascension Light. Let's get back to where do we go to try to press in and yeah. lean in to Ascension Life? Okay, I want you, if you have your scriptures, to go with me to Philippians chapter three. And I love I you. I hear you still smiling. I, I, want you, <laughs> I want you to know I'm not mocking you publicly, uh, but I, know, I, I just really... enjoy this moment. This is a moment that I will have oh, complete total recall in the days to come. I'll say, do you remember, remember on the age changer show when, when your pen was hung up in your hair <laughs> while we were having conversation? Okay. I want us to look at this passage of scripture in Philippians chapter three. And Paul had talked about knowing Jesus in these interactive experiences mm -hmm of fellowshipping, having koinonia, the Greek word for fellowship, in Christ's suffering, yeah. but also knowing him in the power of his resurrection. But then in verse 12, he said, this is the importance of having interactive experiential revelation with these, again, pillars of truth about the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He said, it is because that I have not already obtained this. In other words, mm -hmm. where the cross can take me, where the resurrection can take me, where the ascension and the exaltation uh, can take me. He said, I have not already obtained this and I'm not already perfect. So he's saying I'm making progress towards where God is wanting to mature me mm. in Christ. But it, it's not mission impossible, Carmen. Why? Well, Why isn't it mission impossible? It sounds impossible. <laughs> Even though here we are, these little imperfect people, <laughs> on a daily basis trying to walk this out by faith, it's because of what Jesus did. Yes, only. He, he has made the way as the forerunner. He has gone before us. And he has gone where no man has gone before. But it, Paul said, it's not that I've already obtained. Mm -hmm. So there is this moment where spiritually, positionally, I'm in Christ and I am seated and I'm resting in the accomplishments mm -hmm. of what Jesus has done for me and that he's making possible for me. Mm -hmm. So it speaks of potential and possibility. It's not mission impossible. Now it is possible for the sons and daughters of God, the heirs of God, to begin to obtain their inheritance. This is not a moment where Jesus said, sorry, I have something for you, but you cannot experience it now. He's saying, no, taste it. I want you to, to experience, begin the experience of it and begin to grow into maturity to where you can you can begin to go from glory to glory, mm -hmm. from one realm of glory uh, into another, from one realm of faith to another. So Paul said, I want you to have fellowship with his sufferings. I want you to uh, experience the power of his resurrection. Interact, allow the Holy Spirit to, to give you a guided tour into the revelation of these moments in the life of Christ. But he said, not that I've already obtained. When I, the first time I sat down and contemplated and had fellowship with Jesus in relationship to his cross 
that allowed me to understand that I'm co-crucified with him, did I go one and done, I got it. I have a full understanding of what Jesus did for me on the cross. The more you contemplate, the more you meditate, Mm -hmm. the more you allow Jesus to take you there, the more you will value and appreciate what he did. Mm -hmm. But then you'll begin to see dimensions of what that suffering accomplished mm-hmm. uh, and what it revealed uh, to be able to to redeem and to uh, purchase for us uh, our salvation through his atoning work. Mm-hmm. Same way with the resurrection. And this too is a sign of maturity that you understand where you are with respect to God. Of I'm still growing and learning and I don't have all wisdom and understanding That's right. of this. Paul had a perspective. He said, and, 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 and as we're reading the revelation that he had in Christ and the mystery of the gospel, I'm like, oh Lord, this, this man had a walk with God that I want to imitate. Right. He said, imitate me uh, as I'm an imitator of God right. and be like a child, have a childlike meekness about you, a teachableness about you. And I want to say, absolutely, Paul, I'm going to be an imitator of you in your faith and in your conduct and your attitude and I, I, because I believe that you are following Jesus. But then Paul makes a statement like this. He goes, I don't know what I should know. And I'm at the very beginning of knowing what God wants me to know. If everybody had that type yeah. of meekness and teachableness that we never feel that we have attained because... When you feel that you have attained something and, and you know, you've been on a growth uh, uh, trajectory, but you reach a plane, the plane is a great place to, to consolidate mm-hmm. and to apply what you've been learning right. and you, you start exercising it, but you cannot stay there. Mm-hmm. And so Paul tells us, he goes... I'm not telling you to do this because I'm already perfect. But listen, he said, but I press on to make it my own. Mm -hmm. Jesus's life experience. Mm -hmm. I want to make his life in its fullness, in the totality of it. I want to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Other translations say, that I want to apprehend the one who has apprehended me. And so I just want to say, Jesus, I want you to totally uh, apprehend me, lay a hold of me, captivate me, fascinate me to where I am fully yours in every sense of the word that you're able to do in me, work in me, reveal yourself in me in fullness, mm-hmm. that there is there is nothing in my life that does not reflect the glory and beauty of who you are. And so in light of that, he said, I want to apprehend, I want to obtain the one who has captured me. He says, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But he said, I press and there is one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. 
Now, he said, there's one thing I do, but it has two parts. He said, you have to forget about what is behind you. Mm -hmm. 2020 has been a crushing and a bruising year for many, many Christians. It's been a time of, of, of stress, uh, a stress test. It has been a time where many people have, have just felt disoriented, like they were knocked off their game by the many, many uh, critical events that happened this year. Uh, my sons played sports, and uh, a number of them played uh, football, and, and a couple of them played soccer. And one of the things that as a, a football player or as a soccer player, you want to have the perfect game. And you want to make every play, mm-hmm. and you want to you want to accomplish every every goal that has been assigned to you in your position as a player. But there are many times uh, in in the game, and you can be a good player, even a great player, and there's going to be something that goes wrong with one play, or you're going to get out of position. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to make the tackle. You're not going to be able to intercept the pass. You're not going to be able to catch the pass. All of a sudden, it goes through your hands. And, uh, you know, most of the time, because you have practiced and you are intentional about mm-hmm. uh, becoming a better player, uh, but then all of a sudden, you have one of those games where something goes wrong. And in that moment, you can allow that moment of failure, that moment of a mistake, uh, a bad decision you made uh, that affected the outcome of the game or the outcome of a play. You can allow it just to disorient you and affect you for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. As a, a good player, a great player has the ability to have a short memory. Mm-hmm. That they're able to press delete on a play yep. and say, I'm going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Christians, sons and daughters of God, mm-hmm. Paul said the way that we're going to make advancement in growth, development, and, and apprehending the one who has apprehended me. Because I want him to take me where he wants to take me. Yes. But if I allow myself to stay in time traps where I'm just mm-hmm. going to stay and linger in that moment and allow that mistake to be maximized in, in my life and mm-hmm. to have it affect my emotions and my mentality and my attitude and my thoughts, but then spiritually allow the enemy to gain an advantage in my life to, mm-hmm. to make accusation or to play the shame game with me, we've got to have a short memory when it comes to spiritual things. Not only bad mistakes, but this is a greater peril and danger. Mm-hmm. There are many people that have, have had breakthrough moments in God. And like Peter on at the day of Mount Transfiguration, yeah. while God has this unfolding, transfiguring moment of the revelation of Christ, he says, let's build some shrines here. Let's relive this every day. Let's make a memorial place and let's relive this moment as if God doesn't want to do something tomorrow or the next day. 
we have to have spiritual short memories, both in the negative things that we've been navigating, but maybe even in some great moments that we've mm -hmm. had in God, that we don't make that moment a memory that really just restricts mm -hmm. me from seeing what else God has for me. So Paul said, I want to forget what lies behind and I want to strain forward to what lies ahead. He said, I press. You notice this word. He said, I press in verse 12. I press on to make it my own. Verse 14, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And so there is this pressing, there is this leaning in, there is this straining spiritually uh, of us having the heart of a champion, the heart of a courageous champion that is going to finish well, and we're going to lean in and saying there's more of where God wants to take us. We want to reach the summit of sonship. Yes, we do. We want to reach the, the, the summit of sonship, and we want to live in the fullness of the ascension life that Jesus has for us. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you for joining us for the Age Changer Show. If you could, right on this, right as you're watching the show, if you could like it and share it and get the word out, because we want the word to run swiftly and be glorified. Um, it's great to encourage other people. If you know someone in particular, you could send it to, or you can just share it on your page or your um, feed. Um, bless you. If you need more information on Summit Life, you can go to summitlifeministries.com. If you have questions or if you are... Um, if you have a comment about something that we've been reading, obviously I have questions and comments. That's why I have a notebook so I can write them down as we go. But um, please share those with us. Put those in the comments. Um, if you've got something that's a little more developed and you need to um, email it or something, you can do that, info at summitlifeministries.com, and then we could read it if it's something you don't want to just do in a comment box. But we would love to hear what you have to say and what you have to ask, and we'd like to address those. We usually do those on Fridays with the question and answer session. God bless you. Thank you for supporting what is going on here and for being a part of the kingdom of God. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.